Welcome everybody to Living Life Together, a podcast for women in their 20s to grow through what they go through. We are your co-hosts, Jess and Susan, and we're here to have juicy conversations to help you feel inspired, get clarity, and gain inner stability. Join us to explore this journey together. Welcome to episode 10. So today, Jess and I are going to dive into boundaries. And one of the, when we were talking about this, because we love to kick around some ideas before we do our podcast, we, we can't kind of came up with these, there's really two levels that we're, we're playing with around boundaries in our lives. One, one level is that level within yourself and boundaries that you, that you set for yourself that feel really good. And then the other level obviously is boundaries with other people. There could be, Jess, I just thought of this. There could be another level boundaries with pets or animals. That's we true. That. Just true. Is for those pet and animal lovers. Um, so anyway, there's the, that deeper level in yourself and what it is that's going to help you feel better setting really healthy boundaries for you. And then we'll just say other beings that you're dealing with. How about that? Um, and, and setting boundaries with them. And, um, we're, we were talking about like, how do you know, and Jess, you're going to take this part away. I think, um, yeah how do you like identify what your boundaries are and listen to them do you want to take off on that road yeah for sure thanks Susan for that introduction I loved the piece about the pets it's very true boundaries of other beings um a big piece that Susan and I talked about briefly before this podcast and I know is very present in my life in relationship to boundaries and how I identify them is I start by listening to my body. So I really start by listening to if I'm in a situation or with a person or just on my own, what my internal state is telling me in different parts of my body. And, and so we'll just give a couple examples within and then without, let's say, and by that, I mean with myself and with others. And so for me, I know my boundaries with myself is very related to self-care is one of these pieces that come up is like self-care and how I create boundaries around that piece. Um, Cause you know, sometimes boundaries aren't the most fun, but they, they feel better in the long run is kind of what's coming up for me. And, and one of those is even a boundary with staying up really late every night. So for me, sleep really affects me. So if I don't get enough sleep, I like, I can, I can totally feel it. So like my boundary is with myself that I know that I need a specific amount of sleep and it's not rigid. It's not like, I'm like, Oh, it's nine o'clock. I'm stressed out. I should be in bed, but it's something that's in my mind that I, that I hold myself to in terms of, okay, like I know tomorrow I will have more clarity. I'll function better. I'll be a happier person if I get my sleep in. And so it's a, it's a, it's a boundary that I know in my body because my body the day after, if I don't get enough sleep, feels sluggish, I have brain fog, my body doesn't really want to move that fast. So it's really evident. And when I do meet that boundary within, within my body, I've, it's opposite. 
as you can imagine, I feel more refreshed. And obviously there's give and take in this, but that's an example of an internal boundary and listening to your body to identify it. And then also, I just want to dive a bit deeper and then hear your thoughts on this, Susan. Also, if you just slow down just throughout your day and, and notice your body responses to different things that happen in your life and different people, that's a really good place to begin to identify where your, your boundaries really are. And by this, I mean, when, when you're in a group of people or when maybe a specific person comes in, what shifts in your body chemistry? And in that, I mean, does your shoulders tighten? Does your chest tighten? Do you feel open? Does your stomach clench? It's all these little pieces in our body that we really aren't often attuned to in our culture because we're so mind heavy. We just want to think about everything. And so it's really important to listen and observe your body responses in different, in different uh, atmospheres. And that can be a really good place to begin to identify a boundary and, and see what doesn't feel good. Basically is the bottom line. It's like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. Maybe that's a boundary. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So what do you think of that, Susan? What comes up for you in regards to that? Yeah, great point. It reminds me of um, The Body Never Lies, right? There's a book with that title. It's incredible. Um, and, and I think that our bodies are constantly speaking to us. And, and it is a, a brilliant way to identify boundaries that you maybe don't even know about either. You know, like, I, I think the, the other thing that comes to me when I hear that Jess is like boundaries in the moment, like being in a conversation and let's say you invited somebody, I'm just playing here to go out to dinner. And then that person's like, oh, hey, I invited so-and-so and so-and-so also. And you're kind of like, you know, one, one night you might be like, great, that's totally awesome. And another night you might be like, your body might be kind of like, oh, crap. I just wanted to be alone with that person. I didn't want to be in a group of people. So like, I've noticed that sometimes in the moment, my body will be like, sure. And I'm lit up or, oh crap. And so in that moment, I have the opportunity to say like, huh, wow, I just invited you and thought it was just going to be the two of us. I don't know that I'm super into you know, and not that you have to make them wrong or bad, but just like, Hey, I just don't know that I'm super into a group. So, you know, why don't you just go and like, you can take yourself out. And I think that's one of the pieces with um, boundaries around other people is really listening to, you know, what's resonating with you and what's not, um, through your body. And then also being, you know, if it's something that really matters to you, uh, to be willing to say it and um and i think this flows into this other piece we were talking about we touched on jess you and i about um that takes being willing to um disappoint other people and it's something that is really hard for us humans i think that we you know, and maybe not everybody, but for some of us we care so much about other people and we don't want to disappoint other people and the reality is the last person we're ever going to be with for our entire lives that we guarantee we're going to be with is ourselves. 
And so, and it does, I'm not saying it means that, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're never going to choose someone else over yourself, right? Like sometimes I'll do something for someone because I really care about them, even though maybe I didn't feel like going out that night and buying flowers, but I, but I, I actually was like, no, this really matters. And I really care about this person. So I stretched myself and then it felt great, right? Like there's that too. Um, but this piece of um, being willing to really listen to the boundaries so that you can speak your truth and you can say what's okay, what's not okay. And of course, this is hugely important in physical sexual relationships, right? To be able to, um, this is something Jess and I've touched on in our 20 something gals group to be able to um, really listen to what's okay and what's not okay. And to be able to speak to that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That just kind of came up mm-hmm. off the cuff. Any, yeah. Anything that comes up for you around that, Jess? anything, any of those places I kind of went, <laughs> Jess and I, we never really know where we're going. We, we kind of have some ideas and then we, we like to off-road too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, off roading is, is when you find the best discoveries. Yeah, there you go. I like it. And and the, yeah, there's a few pieces that came up when you were talking about that. Um, one that I would love to expand on is this feeling of letting people down. And Jordan Peterson is a professor who I list. I used to listen to a lot of, and I don't agree with some of his stuff, and I do agree with some of it, but I find it very fascinating. And he talks about being disagreeable versus your agreeableness. And statistically speaking, just based off biology, um, women in general are the sex that tend to be more agreeable. And this comes from a variety of factors that I don't need to get into. I agree, Jess. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I can't just disagree (laughs) myself. (laughs) But it's it's this piece of, yeah, of, of losing kind of losing a boundary because you're overextending into too much agreeableness. And so really, I think that's the line that we need to watch because yes, like you said, like sometimes when you stretch yourself and maybe you're not feeling up to it, but then ultimately it really matters to you. Yes. Listen to that. But it's this piece of, I hear often when people are like, oh, I'm like always doing this for somebody else. And oh, I feel so exhausted. And oh, I go have to do this thing. And in those three things I just said, there's quite a few flags that I would listen to in myself if I thought those thoughts. One is I'm exhausted. It's like, okay, that's a pretty good flag that my energy is going places I I'm, don't even want it to go maybe. And how do, I, how do I make a boundary so I can replenish myself? And that might be letting someone down. That might be, okay, hey, I can't do this for you today. And that's just my boundary. And it's not anything that's personal. It's not like, (laughs) because I think that's the problem that some people get into is if they feel like they set a boundary, a lot of people are worried about offending somebody else or letting them down. But being really clear with using I statements and and feeling statements often that it's like, I I feel like I can't do this today. Um, and, And instead of kind of having it be muddy in someone, maybe taking it about themselves and ultimately what they think about it. You can't really worry about, but just a few helpful tips to make it clear of a boundary between two people. 
And then another one, another flag that I, I just would notice in myself and I would suggest listeners to pay attention to is when you say the words, I have to. So when you get trapped in that piece of, I have to do this, that word have is, is such a slippery slope because then we believe that we're entrenched in that, in that thing. We're obligated to doing that thing or meeting that person. And so really paying attention to, well, do I have to go pick that up today? Hmm, maybe I don't, maybe I can shift this around and oh, that feels better. And so being aware that it's always a choice. And if, if you're continually not setting a boundary because you feel like you have to do something that, that doesn't enable that to be set, maybe that's something that you could look at and just question and be with. And it's like, where is that have to coming from? And how can I shift this so it feels better? And so that's something that I just, I just went way off road, but it, you, what you were saying, Susan sparked it. <laughs> um, and it even leads into another thing that I want to hear your thoughts on, Susan, but feeling like this feeling like you have to follow through again, there's that word have, you have to follow through with something when you said you would. And so sometimes people, again, get trapped in that obligation. And I just want to, I'm just curious what you think about that, if anything, that would be prevalent to bring to this conversation around boundaries. Yeah, you know, it's a, <laughs> I feel like on anything that we talk about, there's so much gray, right? Like it's so <laughs> easy for um, any of us to take some of this as black and white and, and there's just so much gray. So yeah, the piece you just brought up, you know, feeling like you have to follow through when you said you would, the thought that came to mind when you said that Jess was that, um, four agreements book that in one of the agreements is being impeccable with your word. And I've really thought about that because I, I think it's an awesome idea most of the time to be impeccable with your word. And <laughs> there's always an and here comes the gray. And I think that it's also important to honor when something has shifted around your word, you know? So um, I'm going to say something that's so against my religious upbringing and a lot of people would disagree with me and that's okay. <laughs> um, it reminds me of the till death do us part. Um, I'm going totally off road here. Uh, it's an interesting, and, and, you know, you be you, if that vow works for you, great, go for it. Um, I don't know. I I've always wondered about that. I never made that vow and I'm still in a 30 year relationship. Um, that's pretty juicy. And I'm, you know, like these people that are in, long-term relationships and they're not happy, but they're there because of that vow they made. Um, and I'm not saying like, of course, work your butt off. Don't just be the disposable culture where you throw it out right away. Um, and I'm not telling anyone what to, I, I'm not trying to tell anyone what to do just to be clear here either. But here's a really big, I just went deep on this. This is a big one, right? Around relationships. Um, boy, would I, I would rather have someone really think about honoring themselves 
instead of just trying to be in anything that's so not a fit anymore. Mm. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, it can go the other way too, where people are, you know, constantly flaky and you can't depend on them. And you know what I mean? So there's kind of this dance around, around commitments. Maybe I've gone into commitments a little too much here. Um, but there's this dance around listening to your word and what you've said. And maybe when you can't honor it anymore to have really important, challenging conversations around that. So I've done this, for example, <laughs> you know, just saying like, Hey, I know I said I would go out to dinner tonight or whatever. That's a minor one, but, um, and I'm actually really not feeling up to it. Like I would never want anybody to go out to dinner with me who didn't feel up to it. I would totally want them to cancel. And I love this about being in my mid fifties is I feel like with, with some of my dearest friends, like we know it's okay. You know? Yeah. I'll be, I'm, I'll be disappointed if you cancel because of course I wanted to go out to dinner with you. I was excited. And I'd way rather, rather have you honor yourself and say, God, I'm just not feeling up for it. I'm like, okay, no worries. I know how to take care of myself. I'm fine. So I guess there's a couple of really <laughs> deep example and a more lighter one. Um, that's what comes to me around that piece of boundaries. What, yeah. What about you, Jess? Anything to add anything? Yeah. I, yeah. No, thank you, Susan. I love that you took a deep, um, there's so many places I want to go with that, but I'm going to stick it on this one train of thought, uh, in regards to boundaries and what came up there when you're talking about what sounds like a really beautifully healthy exchange with your friends where it's like, yeah, for sure. I'll be disappointed because I was excited and I don't want to go to dinner with you. Like hearing, or no, I don't, no, I don't want to go to dinner with you. I don't want you to go to dinner with me if you don't feel up to it. It's that di dichotomy of, of being okay with being disappointed and respecting that person's boundaries. And I think that highlights a really beautiful exchange and hearing and listening of that I hear you and your friends do with each other. And I know that often, and in my personal life, I've had a lot of my friends set a boundary with somebody and then it not being held up or not met or not listened to. And then there's so much frustration there, like, oh, but I set this boundary, like, why couldn't they hear me? And so that also brings up another piece of, if you set a boundary with somebody and it might, it, again, there's just so much gray. So I'm, I'm not talking about a physical boundary that it would be pretty black and white to me. It's like, okay, this is a physical boundary and you crossed it. That is not okay. Okay. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm more talking about like, okay, this is like the, say the dinner example, like I'm actually not feeling up to it. And then a friend being like, oh, well, I've been looking forward to this all week and that you suck for not doing this, just going into a whole thing. And just really recognizing that their reaction is not up to you to manage to your boundary. So, so that's why I wanted to kind of bring those two worlds of hopefully you have people like you have your friends that are like, yes, I'm disappointed and I hear you versus this, this reaction. And realistically, often people get triggered and there's reactions to boundaries if, if they haven't had a lot of them in their life. And so just really being okay with the fact that, okay, I'm putting out this boundary and I may not get the response that I would like. And that's not under my control. Like on, my, my only control is my own boundary. 
and whether or not that still feels true. So that's a piece I wanted to touch on. And then I just wanted to highlight what you said, because I thought you said it beautifully, um, was just really, really honoring the shift in truth around your words. Because I think it's true. I think being impeccable with your word is a really honorable thing. And I really value it in my friends and my family. And, and it's, it's being radically honest with yourself and the people around you when that shifts. And that's a beautiful piece to highlight because like you're saying, it brings up really challenging conversations. And those, when, when I feel like, and this is my, maybe my perception experience. Well, it is my perception experience. Can't speak for anybody else, but, <laughs> but, but uh, when it comes up to, to that piece, oh, I just lost my train of thought by joking about it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Okay, I'll let that go. Evidently, it wasn't wasn't one to be said. <laughs> Something with your perception, experience. See if yeah, it comes back. I'll I'll see if it bubbles back up to the surface. I'm not sure if it's coming back right now, um, but it's more just just this piece of yeah. Actually, it's not coming back. We can we can come back to it. I'll I'll go. Oh, if it comes back. <laughs> Well, I wondered if you were going to go, I don't know, Jess, see if this is a bridge or not, but um, one of the other pieces um, is around setting boundaries. It, I think it's in some ways it's easy to set boundaries, but then there's a distinction between setting them and actually acknowledging them, you know, like following through on them. So, you know, it's easy for me to set a boundary for myself that you know, I should only have, you know, let's say half a bar of dark chocolate a day or something. And then some days I just want to eat the whole bar, right? Like, um, <laughs> giving away all my secrets, um, my deep, dark chocolate secrets. Um, and I think, but I do think there is a, a distinction be, to be made there. It's kind of like, it reminds me of the, um, you know, your, your walk speaks a lot more loudly than your talk. It's kind of similar, right? Like we can talk and say things. This is particularly, um, I would say in, in relationships with other people, you know, like I can say things, you know, to Steve about, you know, how much I care about him or, but if I'm not actually acting it if i'm not you know following through with the actions then it feels like oh you know you say you're caring about me but actually you're not and i don't so i think that's um just another piece with boundaries as well it's like the setting and the actual acknowledgement and so in relationships like to pay attention is there is it just the walk i mean just the talk and no walk or is there the talk and the walk and and how both of those obviously together make a juicy combo but if they're not um kind of a bummer you know i don't know was that anything relevant to, or where mm -hmm. you going at all no that was great and actually as you were speaking what where i was going came back to me and it wasn't there okay. i'm glad you, there. you brought us there um but just wrapping up on the on the on the thought that i had previously it was just it was just that piece around um when there is a challenging conversation that is to be had, to me, that's a flag that that's a boundary. 
like when I feel like, ooh, I don't know if I want to say this. Ooh, that feels uncomfortable. That's generally a really good sign to be like, okay, that's your truth. And maybe the, the idea of the truth and not and the repercussions is making you uncomfortable. And that's something to observe and notice and look into. And maybe there's something that needs to be said there. And I think that's why I was where I was going when you were talking about being being impeccable with your word, but honoring the shifts around it. And mm. so just really noticing when when something, the idea of something maybe feels challenging, that's maybe a good sign to have it. <laughs> and again, that's why I opened with, it's my perception experience, but I just know that that's led me to feeling more understood, having more clarity, and also just being lighter. Because when we carry all these things and we don't say what we want, we don't set what we want, we don't ask for what we want, and we don't and maybe like you're saying, we ask for what we want and then we don't actually receive it over a long period of time. And we're getting like, oh, but they're saying all these things. It's like when we don't listen to those pieces and have conversations around them and, and maybe there's some like setting boundaries that need to be done with somebody else and in a conversation from there. If we don't do that, it ends up feeling really heavy, which brings us back to listening to your body yeah. and feeling trapped in your body is, is maybe a good sign that there's some things to listen to in there. And, yeah. Um, and I love you bring in, um, I love that you brought in lightness. Cause I think that, you know, <laughs> that is another piece around this. Like it, again, it's, it's so easy to go to extremes. So you can end up being like Betty boundary where you're constantly setting, you know, like, and it's like, oh man, maybe I'm taking life a little too seriously if I'm becoming like Betty boundary constantly. Um, so I, I love that. I think that's a beautiful place to go also is, you know, yes, there is that listening. And then there's also, uh, you know, time for lightness and yeah. Like, mm. like, I want to say like beyond boundaries. Yes. There's a whole oh, other beyond boundaries, a whole nother. Um, Cause yeah. Wow. We could just keep going, but um, yeah. That we can, we can put that one in the coffers for a future episode yeah, beyond maybe boundaries. So. Maybe so. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's great, Susan. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause. Oh, like you're saying, everything is gray in life. The, the older I get, the more gray I see in, in different parts of life. And, and it's really noticing yourself, listening to your boundaries and walking that line between, yes, this boundary feels good. It brings me lightness. It brings me joy. And that Betty boundaries where it's like, oh, now I feel so rigid and so stuck in my boundaries. and Everything is serious. Everything has to be right here. It's really walking kind of like playing in like the in-between <laughs> of those two and listening listening to what your body feedback is giving you because I would imagine if I got into my Betty boundaries I would start feeling really rigid again and my body would start feeling really trapped and so it's kind of the both sides of the spectrum of like listening to that piece um yeah and one last one last piece that kind of came up for me around around this is in in this balance when we walk back and forth and with ourselves and with other people and setting boundaries um what i really think about is with both of those pieces is i'm i'm treating i'm or sorry i'm teaching 
other people how to treat me through setting those boundaries and through not setting those boundaries. And I'm also teaching myself how I'm going to show up for myself by listening to or not listening to. And so we, we all were habitual creatures, whether we like it or not. I mean, we adapt great, (laughs) but we're also habitual. So our thought patterning is habitual. The way we respond is habitual. And so becoming aware of how you're teaching people to treat you and how you're teaching yourself to treat you through your boundaries can be really powerful observance. Yeah. I just want to say that. Big, big in the coaching field, remembering that we're teaching people how to treat us. And so into that effect, you don't have to explain your no. If it's a no, you can just say no. Like I, I've, it's taken me a while over the years, but I've learned more and more of, I don't have to explain why I don't want to do something. You know, I can just say no, but thanks. Or I can say, no, my plate is full or like what, I, I don't even have to say that, like whatever. Um, and it's okay to just say, I can't mm. or not feeling it or it, there's, you know, uh, we're, and, and like you said, especially I think women, this is what we're up against is this culture of being nice and being agreeable. And I'm not saying to say it meanly at all, but what we're talking about is really listening from within to your boundaries and to what resonates with you and to what doesn't, and to be able to communicate that clearly in love. Mm. Mm. And Susan, thank you for saying that. And what comes up for me with that is being able to communicate that in love and knowing that you are not worth less by saying no, and you're not worth less Mm -hmm. by letting down that person. Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed with myself in the past, I do this a lot less, thankfully. Sometimes I fall into it, but I, I've attached that wanting to please people to my sense of worth. And so it's like, oh, if I say no, this directly means that I, they, they won't like me and it's about me and all these pieces. And so really knowing that you're actually deeply respecting yourself when you say that no. And being able to come from that grounded space of you're worthy, you're respecting yourself and you don't have to explain it. And, and what this person's reaction or responses has nothing to do with your innate sense of well-being and worth. Yeah. So that's what I want to yeah. name. Awesome. Love mm-hmm. it. Well, should we wrap her up? What do you say, Jess? Yes, that sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for hopping on and listening to us today. And one piece that Susan and I want to leave you with is just think about or write down if you're listening to this sitting down in your notebook. Think about or write down one boundary you would like to set with yourself and one you would like to set with someone else and track how that feels in your body. And just play with that. Just a just an invitation from Susan and I to to workshop boundaries in your own life. And uh, we're happy that you all hopped on today. And we're looking forward to seeing you in the next episode or having you listen to the next episode. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Susan. Bye, everybody.